0: Hi. Um Amazing Rewatch listeners. It was Hi. kind of hard to start that again. We haven't been on a break for that long, but it's kind of thrown off there. I surprised Sadie, because I, I run the soundboard on our recording system. That sounds so professional. Our, I soundboard, know. On I, our-, our soundboard, it's just on my laptop. It's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> but as the intro music was playing, I just like pointed to her, like, go. So she was like, ah, okay, here we go. And here we go with season seven of The Amazing Race, a brand new season, and we're super excited for it. Yes, we are. We're glad to be done with season six. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) And I already can tell that I think season seven is going to be much better. Better. Yes. (laughs) I think so, too. It was a good season premiere, Mm -hmm. which aired March 1st, 2005. It was an hour and a half. Yep. So, this might be a bit longer, but also because we recap a bunch of stuff, like, we are going to talk about what happened in 2005, or at least the first half of of 2005, because we'll do... Season eight premieres in September 2005, so we'll do, like, the second half with that season. Yeah. So, what were you doing in March of 2005? So, I was in eighth grade and not doing much. (laughs) You don't do a lot in eighth grade. No. I was in band, I had braces. I uh You had braces from fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, ninth. tenth yeah. grade. She had braces forever. So, yeah. It was pretty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess not much going on in eighth grade. What about you? <laughs> March two thousand five, I had just turned sixteen. Mm. So I was a sophomore. And I think I got my driver's license like two weeks after I turned 16. Oh, okay. And that was even too late for mom. So we were both, me and Sadie were both on drill team. And our practices were at 6 a.m. And our house was like 20 minutes away from the high school, 20 to 25 minutes. And my our mom had to take me to practice all year, our my freshman year, at 6 a.m. So the, like... The week I turned 16, she was like, you will be getting your driver's license yeah. right now. <laughs> I turned 16 in August of, I don't know, whatever year. I didn't get my driver's license till March of the next well, year. Well, because then I could drive you yeah. everywhere. Because <laughs> it wasn't even like a big deal. I didn't like need to get it. Yeah. And I was at drill team, so I couldn't take the morning driver's ed class. I had to do it online and I had to, all this other stuff. So I was like, not even in a rush and it didn't even matter. Usually people are like itching to get theirs. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you had an older sister to (laughs) drive you everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, literally everywhere. It was great. (laughs) In the best car ever. Oh, my gosh. The Volvo. Mm -hmm. We may have even talked about that car on this podcast. It was like an old gold Volvo. Mm -hmm. And it had heated leather seats and a sunroof and little wipers for the front lights. And back in its day, it it was probably a really nice car. Oh, yeah. Volvos are nice. I know. It was... It was like a twelve-year-old car because I think it was like a '93. Yeah, so.
1: But we had a lot of
0: good times, and it was a stick shift, so we know how to drive a stick shift for the time that we are on the race. So, speaking of stick shifts, I listened to an episode of a podcast today, and it was talking about cars. So, only one percent of vehicles sold in America are stick shifts. Mm -hmm. Seventy-five percent of vehicles in Europe are stick shift. Yeah. That's a huge difference. That's a way big difference. I wonder why. I know. But like, I'm a travel agent, so like if somebody wants to rent a car in Europe, like, it's, you have to pay a lot more to get an automatic and not a stick shift. Yeah. And people, like, especially in like the UK when you drive on the left side of the road, Mm -hmm. left side, yeah, you don't want to be dealing with a stick shift and driving on the other side of the road. We yeah. made sure we got an automatic when we went to England. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it was a good car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. 2005. I'm going to start talking about the entertainment of the year. So, popular music was Mariah Carey, pretty much. She had We a, Belong Together. <laughs> yeah. Me, we Belong Together was the number one song that year. It was number one for 14 weeks. Which there's only been three (laughs) other songs that have been longer than that, and the the number one song of the longest number one song ever is "Old Town Road," by really yeah, Billy Ray (laughs) Cyrus. The other ones were "One Sweet Day" by Boys to Men was sixteen weeks, and "Despacito" was. 16 weeks and then old town road 19 weeks but that doesn't have to do with 2005 i just thought that was interesting yeah i listened to that song so many times on the way to drill team we belong together yes so many times (laughs) our friend shay had got the cd and Mm, she we've just listened to it over and over and i don't think we listened to any other songs just that one (laughs) really yeah (laughs) the cd like is stuck on that one song yeah you had like the giant book of cds I still have that, really, <laughs> in my trunk of my car. Yes, you put it like in a museum. <laughs> I know it's so old. A lot of them are like broken and, or like have been spilled on, or yeah. like sun damaged. That's Most funny. of them aren't good anymore. But okay, well, song number two is "Holla Back Girl" Gwen Stefani, <laughs> uh, "Let Me Love You" by Mario, "Since You've Been Gone," "Since You've Been Gone" Kelly Clarkson, "One Two Step" with Sierra. Gold Digger. Oh, this was the year of Step Up, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We haven't got that far. (laughs) Gold Digger, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Candy Shop, Don'tcha, and Behind These Hazel Hazel Eyes were top ten. So good. (laughs) My mouth is like not working right now. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of Kelly Clarkson, Mariah Carey, stuff like that. And then movies. So... The number one movie of the year. Can you guess what it is? Of 2005? I don't know. Was it another Spider-Man movie? No. Shrek? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was Star Wars Episode Three. Oh. That came out in May. And it was the number one movie of the year. And then a few others from the first half of the year that are... Popular or memorable, there's War of the Worlds, Wedding Crashers, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, Madagascar, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Hitch, uh, The Longest Yard, Meet the Fockers. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't um, think I've ever seen that, actually. You've never seen it? I don't think it's so. It's really good. Um, There was... Monster in Law, which I like. Oh my gosh, that's still a a favorite. Mm -hmm. That's like a funny classic for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Sahara, I really like Sahara. I used to watch that a lot. Coach Carter, Sky High. (laughs) Sky High. (laughs) Let's see. Fun with, oh wait, no. Fun with Dick and Jane is later in the year, but that's a good one. I really like that (laughs) one. That one is funny. Yeah, I don't see Step Up on here. It might have been like 2006. Yeah. Or 2004. No, I'm pretty sure it was six. If it wasn't 2005, then it was probably 2006. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty good movies. I think 2004 had better movies, (laughs) but still really good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, some notable world events that happened in 2005, the first half, were. Well, the first website I found was, like, a bunch of, like, political, a lot of Middle Eastern stuff, but this one kind of stood out. The Sudanese government signed a peace agreement to end their 20-year civil war that claimed the lives of 2 million people. Um, <clears throat> Is that when they split into two different countries? No, I think that was just only a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Know. It was pretty recent. YouTube officially launched... In 2005. And wow, has that been... That's a crazy thing now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's see. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl XXXIX. What is that? 10, 20, 30, 39. 39. They beat the Eagles. (laughs) Randomly, the Eagles is like... My team, I don't even watch football that much anymore. Yeah. But one year I just picked the Eagles. I live nowhere close to (laughs) Philadelphia. (laughs) But I was just like, I like them. And I was, yeah. So this was a sad day for me. Yeah. (laughs) The Spurs won the NBA finals against the Detroit Pistons. There was no Stanley Cup this year for the NHL finals because there was a lockout. And that was the first time since nineteen nineteen, and the Spanish flu epidemic, that there was no Stanley Cup final. A lockout for what? I don't more, know. more money or something? Stanley Cup. I don't know anything about hockey Me either. I know that Carrie Underwood is real, not related to, married to a hockey player, <laughs> and she won American Idol in two thousand five. So that was also. An unresolved lockout. I don't know. It doesn't really say. It just says there was a lockout. Hmm. Um, Lost finished its first season, which is our one of our other favorite shows. Yeah. And people are probably losing their mind. It was so <laughs> good. The first season especially. Yeah. Destiny's Child announced their plans to disband. Guitar Hero is released. American Idol is the most popular TV show. That was a good show back in the day. Yeah. Then CSI, Desperate Housewives, CSI Miami. (laughs) Desperate Housewives is also very good. (laughs) I haven't seen that one. It's so dramatic. (laughs) The Academy Awards, 77th Academy Awards. The best picture was Million Dollar Baby. Best director was Clint Eastwood for Million Dollar Baby. Best actress was Hilary Swank for Million Dollar Baby. Huh. Best supporting actor was Morgan Freeman for Million Dollar Baby. Wow, I haven't seen that. I haven't either. <laughs> Apparently we need to. Yeah. Best actor was Jamie Foxx for Ray. Best supporting actress Kate Blanchett for The Aviator. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's really boring. It was supposed to be like this like cinematic Epic movie, but it was just, like, really boring. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not selling it to me. <laughs> and then a little bit of celebrity news. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston file for divorce. And after a 14-week trial, Michael Jackson is found not guilty on all 10 felony and misdemeanor charges and child molestation cases. <laughs> Yeah, because I said Mr. and Mrs. Smith came out this year, and that's why yep. they got divorced. Yep, that was a sad day. They were like the couple yep. that everybody just loved, and I still think they were cute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's a lot of the notable things that happened from July or sorry, January to June-ish in 2005. And yeah, so when we start a new season, we usually do like a team bio episode. We haven't recorded that yet. We're going to talk about episode one Mm -hmm. and like get our initial reactions without knowing anything about the teams yet. And then we'll go do the team bios But it'll be posted along with this episode, and you can go listen to that. Yep. Well, we start off this season with teams flying in on helicopters to (laughs) the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. Mm -hmm. There's 11 teams, and they are introduced one at a time. So we'll go through them quickly very like short descriptions but we'll kind of keep reminding you throughout the episode like what the relationship is or you know memorable things about them but like we said go listen to our team intro episode so first we have debbie and bianca (laughs) they are lifelong friends from virginia i was watching this just right before (laughs) i came here And I was switching back and forth between texting Sadie. So I have on my computer, I have like a messaging tab open. So it's like my texts are connected to my computer so I can text by typing and it's way easier when I'm like working during the day. So I was like back and forth between texting and taking notes on a different spreadsheet or not a spreadsheet, a Word doc. And I typed Debbie and Bianca, lifelong friends from Virginia. Pressed enter to go to the next one, and then I realized that I just sent that as a text to Sadie. <laughs> She's like, "What? Yeah, you got to be careful with that. You could send." <laughs> I know I could have sent that to
1: <laughs> or send something you something don't else. Send to
0: people. <laughs> and then we have Lynn and Alex, boyfriends from West Hollywood, California. Um, I guess you can say some too. I don't know. Rob and Amber met on Survivor, and they are now engaged, and they call him Boston Rob. You can tell very much so by his accent. Then Ryan and Chuck, they're best friends from South Carolina. Megan and Heidi are roommates from Oak Park, California. Susan and Patrick are a mother and son team from Ohio. Meredith and Gretchen are a married retired couple from Maryland. I hear. I totally forgot about this season. Like, I I I remember who wins, but like in the Amazing Race fans group, everybody's like, "Oh, I love Meredith and Gretchen. Meredith and Gretchen." I had no idea that it was a man and a woman. Yeah, Meredith is a man. Yeah, I would have assumed that that was two women. Yeah. So, I you know I've heard other like girls' names for boys. Yeah. Like Kelly or something. I've never heard. Meredith for a boy. No, I don't think I have either. Hold on. I just Googled, is Meredith a boy name? <laughs> <laughs> it says, Meredith is a gender neutral name with Welsh origins. Huh. The name means great ruler, which is a fabulous definition. Should you wish your baby to become a shining example as they grow? <laughs> well, we Recently, had a Meredith last season that was a girl, Meredith and Maria. Oh, yeah. The first one's out. Recently, Meredith has been considered more of a girl's name, but prior to 1950, it was often used for boys. So he was probably born in the 40s. Yeah. So, yeah, makes sense, but that was surprising <laughs> to me. Yeah. But obviously we like them because they're older and they're always our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brian and Greg, they're brothers from L.A. Do you recognize him? What? What is he from? Yes, he looked familiar. He, I'm pretty sure, is Penny's boyfriend on The Big Bang Theory. Like, in oh. one of the earlier seasons. He's an actor. Okay. I, can't, I don't know which one it is. I Brian. would not have <laughs> recognized him. Have you not from- seen that? I have seen a few episodes, not, like, a lot. Yeah, Brian Thomas Smith. Let's so I must we- know him from something else, because he looked... Yeah, as soon as he came on the screen, I was like, it's Penny's boyfriend. (laughs) And he, like, plays, like, a super dumb guy. Not Hmm. very smart. Yeah, I don't. Let's see what else he's known for. Nothing that I know. No. All right, well, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then next is Euchenna and Joyce. They're a married couple from Texas. Then Ron and Kelly, they're dating long distance. Ron was a prisoner of war in the Iraqi Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom. And Kelly is a pageant queen. And she said that they met because she needs somebody to escort her to, like, give up her crown as, like, retire her crown. Mm -hmm. And she chose him because he was, like, a POW. Yeah. And then they. then they started dating. Yeah. Which is cute. Yeah. And then we have Ray and Deanna, who have been dating on and off for three years, and they're from Ohio. So Phil is introducing the season, the rules kind of, he says, eight of the pit stops are elimination points, the world is waiting for you, good luck, travel safe, go. So they have to run to their backpacks with the clue on it, and open it, and it says, fly to Lima, Peru. Yeah. Which is a new country for us. And South America, which we don't do- go to very much. Yeah. And it says once there, travel by bus to Plaza de Armas. You may only travel on one or two flights leaving from LAX United Flight 84 or American Airlines Flight 252. And you have $132 for this lake. And so the United flight leaves first? Yes, yeah, so it leaves at 110. But they don't know what time it lands. Right. And American Airlines leaves at 1.43. So they're all thinking, we got to get on American Airlines. United. Yes, United. And the only five people are going to get on United. Yeah. Well, Rob and Amber are, like, struggling to even get out of there. They can't open their trunk. and (laughs) Yeah, they're and they're just kind of like laughing about everything. They don't seem to I know. I'm be like, are you not in a hurry? I guess they know like if there's they're going to get on one of two flights yeah. anyway, so and maybe they're they're just like used to reality TV and they're not like freaking out. I don't know. They're very <laughs> very unstressed um, stressed at this point. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they're all getting on the freeway driving to LAX. How do they already have nicknames for each other? As they're driving, they're, like, the hillbillies, it's the happy boys, the Barbie twins. Like, do they meet each other before? I know. Because it doesn't seem like they do because they're, like, all introducing themselves to each other once they get to the airport. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know. Lynn and Alex, I don't know which one says, I don't know which one's which, but one of them says, Peru, it's like donkeys and blankets. Yeah. And his boyfriend's like, honey, I would hate for you to make a sweeping generalization. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a funny way to Mm -hmm. respond to that. Yeah. It's not – he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, Ray and Deanna, they're already fighting. Deanna says that she hates that Ray always thinks that he's right and that he, like, tells her what to do. And so, that's going to be an interesting couple. Obviously – I mean, not obviously, but they're definitely not fighting more than any of the teams last season Oh, no. Yet. They're, so, like <laughs> – Very mellow compared to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all the teams are just, like – Trying to get to the airport, Megan and Heidi, the two blonde friends, like they almost get in a wreck. (laughs) Yeah, they're like waving at Lynn and Alex, like (laughs) out the back window and like have like laughing and stuff. And then she misses the freeway exit and then almost crashes. Yeah. And Lynn and Alex are like, oh my gosh, that was really scary. They literally (laughs) almost crashed. So they have to pull over and switch switch drivers. drivers. I don't know which one was driving or who, but yeah yeah those ones are gonna be hard to tell apart, I think yeah they are They even said themselves they're like we're like two halves of the same person, so they <laughs> they know that they look similar yeah. and act similar. and so the first set of the teams to get to the parking lot that they're supposed to park in, I didn't write down who the f- they get there, <laughs> yeah, Susan and Patrick are the mother and son are the first ones to get to the parking lot. and then so some of these teams they get on a shuttle. And they're, like, talking to each other. They're like, oh, the first terminal that we get to has American Airlines. But United is on the other side of LAX. We'll get to. Yeah. American American was, like, Terminal 4 and United was Terminal 7 or something. Yeah. So, Susan and Patrick, they are like, let's just get off at American because it's just right here. Yeah. That'll be the first stop. We can just see. And Lynn and Alex are like. Well, we're gonna stay on, and because they know that you know United leaves, leaves first, yeah, and so they do, and <clears throat> they find out that American Airlines lands at four fifty nine a.m. the next day, and United lands at six twenty five a.m. Mm-hmm. So, like an hour and a half difference, and so Lynn and Alex are like, "Oh, let's hurry and run back to American." And try and get that ticket. <laughs> so they run through, like, three terminals or something. Yeah. Back to American. And, yeah. So all these other teams are, like, driving, going to the airport. Meredith and Gretchen. Oh, my gosh. She's so sweet. I know. She's <laughs> like, driving. doggone it. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. She, like, gets lost. And she's like, gosh, darn it. Doggone it. Like, <laughs> They're so funny. They're so cute already. They're the <laughs> last to get to the parking lot, but... Um, Along with Rob Amber. Yeah. Because they weren't too stressed about it. So, a bunch of the teams are at the American desk, and they're like, are we even going to get on this flight? Should we run to United? Maybe that will be faster, but we don't know. Like, American people can't tell them what time United lands, per, I guess. Yeah, but United told them what time American yeah. lands. Yeah. So, Bianca borrow somebody's cell phone and finds out that united is later so they stay in line lynn and alex run there they figure out they figure that they're not going to get on anyway so they have to go back to united yeah they (laughs) jump on a shuttle this time yeah okay so on the american flight american airlines flight that lands earlier has ron and kelly who are the pow and the pageant queen Mm -hmm. ryan and chuck who are the hillbillies from south carolina is is politically politically correct? <laughs> That's what they call them. Yeah, they called themselves that. So okay. Susan and Patrick, the mother-son, Debbie and Bianca, the friends from Virginia, mm-hmm. and Megan and Heidi, the blondes, and Ray and Deanna, the on and off couple. And then United has Lynn and Alex, who are the gay boyfriends. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> the boyfriends. <laughs> Robin Amber, the survivor couple, Meredith and Gretchen, the old couple, Euchenna and Joyce, the married couple from Texas and Brian and Greg, who are the brothers. Yeah. So so we land in Peru. <laughs> yeah. Lima, Peru, which I think is a very large city. Yeah, I'll tell you. yeah, tell me tell, tell me about it. Tell you a little about about Peru and Lima, Peru. <laughs> okay, so Peru is a country in Western South America. It is on the Pacific Ocean. It's a very diverse country. Uh, It has, like, Pacific coastal region, deserts, Andes Mountains, like a lot going on. And Peru has one of the longest histories of civilization of any country, which I think we say almost about every country. I don't know. But it has, I mean, history is dated back to 10 millennium B.C. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. The Spanish Empire conquered the region in the 16th century and most of the South American territories. And uh, it has, Lima has the oldest university of, hold on. What's the actual fact? The oldest continuously operating university in the Americas, founded in 1551 by the King of Spain, is the most prestigious university in the country. And Peru formerly proclaimed independence in 1821 and then completed its independence in 1824. Then there was a lot of political instability, Throughout the 20th century and in the 90s, okay, sorry, in the 2000s, there was a lot of economic expansion and poverty reduction, but there was a lot of like issues revealed, I guess, during COVID 19 pandemic because there was like a lot of a lot of COVID going around there, you know, yeah. in it. Yeah. The infrastructure couldn't support that. Not like ours did either, but <laughs> yeah. And it is a representative democratic republic divided into 25 regions. Its main economic activities include mining, manufacturing, agriculture, and fishing, along with growing telecommunication and biotechnology. Over 70% of the world's alpaca population lives in Peru. <laughs> And alpacas are a member of the camel family. So So. are llamas members of the camel family? Because alpacas and llamas are the same-ish, right? Llamas are just bigger? Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up while you keep (laughs) talking. (laughs) Peru. Well, okay. The potato came from Peru. Eh. Over 10,000 years ago. You can find over 4,000 varieties of potatoes in Peru, the Peruvian highlands. Wow. Peru, the May, May 30th is National Potato Day in Peru. <laughs> Which day? May 30th. May 30th. Um, this is probably what it's most known for, one of the seven wonders of the world, Machu Picchu. It's visited by one and a half million people every year. It's a significant ink history historical site 2000 meters above sea level in the Andes mountains and the Amazon River starts in Peru the Amazon River is 4000 miles in length the second largest river in the world I of the largest the Nile yeah. would be the largest the longest but it starts in Peru okay <laughs> so Lima specifically it is located on the desert zone of the central coastal part of the country overlooking the pacific ocean it's the political cultural financial and commercial center of peru the 2023 projected census says that it will be about 10 million inhabitants in lima which is a third of the population of peru and it's the most populous country and most populous city in the americas after sao paulo Okay. The Spanish conquistador founded Lima on January 18th, 1535, called it the city of the kings because it was discovered on the Catholic holiday Three Kings Day, which I never really knew about, but it's like kind of like a Christmas holiday that's celebrated in January. That makes sense. Yeah. Like the three wise men. Because they came later. Yeah. Yeah. Second to Cairo, Lima is the largest, well, second largest desert city in the world. It gets about 80% of its water from the Rimac River, which runs down to Lima and to the ocean. At least 8% of the population has no access to drinking water. And Lima never experiences rain, just drizzles. And a lot of pirates came to Lima in the 19th century. That wouldn't be my first thought when I think of pirates. Yeah, I think like the Caribbean. Well, uh. <laughs> the Caribbean. I wonder but why. I, mean, like, <laughs> I just want to think that they like went around yeah. the other side of, but yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah, that's the last one. <laughs> that's okay. The last fact I had. <laughs> Well, Um, anyways. Llamas. (laughs) It seems a very interesting place. Yes. Tell us about the difference. Llamas range from 200 to 350 pounds and stand 42 to 46 inches. Alpacas weigh 100 to 175 pounds and are 34 to 36 inches. So they are, like, related. But alpacas are gentle and shy while llamas are confident and brave. And alpacas like to be in a herd and llamas are solitary. Hmm. alpaca that would be pretty small only 100 pounds yeah and only like 36 inches that's only 3 feet I wonder if I've ever seen an alpaca I've seen lots of llamas yeah there's llamas at the Hare Krishna temple right by our houses yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so we have like a little bit of personal connection with Lima our family has a farm A sheep farm. And there's a lot of Peruvians that come from there to help herd sheep. Yeah. And they stay for a few years and, like, send money back to their family. And we've always had, like, such nice sheep herders Mm -hmm. come help our family. Yeah. And they eat a lot of potatoes, which makes sense because the potato (laughs) came from Peru. So. Yeah. He's, like, our one that we're – probably talking about he's specifically from Lima and he like tells our grandpa about how many people are there mm-hmm. and stuff and like our grandpa can't like even we comprehend. come from a town of like a thousand people yeah. so ten million is just like incomprehensible yeah. to him like, and comprehend that yeah. he, th- he thinks it sounds like the worst thing <laughs> ever yeah. but I would love to go visit I would I, me and Jeff almost went there for our tenth anniversary trip oh. like I found a package that was Flights and a trip to Machu Picchu, and it actually was a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. I just never pulled the trigger, and now we're going somewhere else, but it was so close. And so, somewhere one day, it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So, it says once you land in Lima, travel five miles by bus to the Plaza de Armas to get your next clue. And we find out that Bianca can speak Spanish. Yeah, really good. And Chuck can speak Portuguese, and it seems like Ryan, Chuck and Ryan, Mm -hmm. the hillbilly couple, Ryan, I think, can speak Spanish. Chuck can speak Portuguese. Yeah. So. And, yeah, it's kind of impressive that they can just, like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know like when you first hear them speaking with a very 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 thick southern accent mm-hmm. and then they start speaking Portuguese and Spanish I'm like oh wow yeah nice. and I think they even say that like when they introduce themselves they're like we are smarter than we look and smarter than we sound and <laughs> <laughs> we're just really big teddy bears is what they say yeah so so the first set of teams get on the bus to the plaza Right in the middle there is the clue and it says travel by bus to the city of Ancon, which is 30 miles away. Make your way by rickshaw to Playa Hermosa and search through three sand piles for a plane ticket to Cusco for the next day. One one plane leaves at 6 a.m., one at 7 a.m., and one at 7.40. Once you claim a ticket, you cannot search another pile. So... This first set of teams from the first flight, well, Debbie and Bianca are able to communicate really well. Yes. And Susan and Patrick and Debbie and Bianca break off from this big group Mm -hmm. and decide to find a bus on their own. Which is smart because the rest of the group is kind of like, they They turn around and they're like, where are they? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they find a bus to this beach or the city like really quickly and they're out of there. And the other teams are like, wait, where did Bianca go? Where's Debbie and Bianca? We yeah. need their help. And they can't find this bus to get there. They search for a long time. My favorite thing, though, was when Bianca was asking a local. She's like, Where's the buses to Ancone? And he like, he's like, Ancone is north. Go over here. The buses that say Ancone, they go to Ancone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of chuckled about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So the second flight lands in Peru, and then something weird happens here. Like, what's their names? The Survivor team? Robin Amber. Robin and Amber are just, like, running really fast out of the airport with yeah, this guy. Yeah, with a random guy. And I was like, what team is he on? I don't remember <laughs> him. But it's not anybody. He's just, like, this random guy who recognized them on the plane from Survivor. He's, like, a fan. And he's like, come with me, and I'll help you find everything. Yeah. So he, like, helps them find a bus and but they like don't get on a bus they got on a smaller bus i think it was still a bus but like they the guy that was with them was like i'll just ask him to not stop and pick up anybody else but it looked like a van it had a sliding door like a van oh did it yeah so i was like that's not gonna be good yeah it didn't seem to matter yeah (laughs) i was it doesn't matter i mean i'm telling you now they don't get a penalty or anything. But it wasn't a bus. And that kind of, that bothers me. <laughs> it wasn't a bus. It was a man, So they should have got a penalty. But they don't. No. <laughs> so um, all the other teams finally get on a bus. Yeah. Um, so they were an hour and a half behind, like, their flight. So uh-huh. that means that those, that big group of teams took an hour and a half to find a bus. Find a bus. Because the plaza was only five miles from the airport. And... That they got there quickly, and yeah, it took them a long time to find a bus. Um, Rob and Amber get to the plaza and get the clue, and that guy helps them find the next bus to Uncone, and so they're way ahead of the second flight group. Mm-hmm. Like they broke off, and they're way ahead of them. And Patrick and Susan are on the bus with Bianca and Debbie. Debbie. And Patrick is saying, yeah, I watched Survivor. Rob is dumb as a rock. He can't form a sentence <laughs> to save his life and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's not very nice to say. But. Yeah. There's really <laughs> mixed feelings about them. Like really? some people really hate them and some people really love them. Rob and so. Amber? Mm-hmm. Like Survivor fans? Love uh-huh. hate them. Well, no. Amazing Race fans who probably also watch Survivor, which we did not. So. Yeah. We're probably one of the only Amazing Race fans that don't watch Survivor. <laughs> we're not. I'm not. We're not anything special. I just. we have <laughs> never <laughs> watched it. Okay. So. The guy told the bus driver this time too on the way to Ancon not to pick anybody up. He said I'll drop people off but I won't pick anybody up. So they got fast there as well. Yeah. So this guy was super. Yeah. He was a huge asset to them. Yeah. A big fan. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I like, hung out with them all day. <laughs> just like run around Peru with them. Yeah. <clears throat> and. At this point, that first flight of teams are only getting on the bus. Yeah. So Rob and Amber got on the bus from the second flight before the teams from the first flight got on a bus. Yeah, that's what I said, didn't I? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I was talking about the bus from the airport to the plaza. No, I was talking about the bus to Ancon. Yeah. Yeah. Rob and Amber beat that big group of teams. Yeah. From the first flight. So the second flight group gets to the plaza, gets the clue, are trying to find buses to get to and come. Mm-hmm. They get directions that the buses are like five blocks from the plaza, and Meredith and Gretchen hear that, and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So they get in a taxi to go five blocks. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, five blocks. This is the first leg of the race. I know. That's not that far. But The they- brothers get in a taxi, too, and yeah. Joyce and Yuchenna run and they regretted they're like we should have gotten in a taxi yeah maybe they're just really big blocks (laughs) and when they do get to the bus meredith falls down and it made me sad oh i missed that he like trips on like a rock or something right before he gets on the bus you're right i was thinking the wife because meredith no (laughs) no, the the husband yeah he trips (laughs) yeah okay this is a little bit of a bunch of back and forth. We always say this. The first couple episodes are really hard because there's so many yeah, teams. Chaotic, there's so much going Yeah, chaotic, lots of teams. On. Yeah. Okay. That first group of people get to the beach. So it's like the mother, son, the friends, Robin Amber. Yeah. Robin Amber's helper is still with them. They're taking a rickshaw to the, the beach. sand. so there's three, there's like umbrellas with numbers on it. And there's piles of sand underneath and you have to dig. So they run to the first one and it says 6 o'clock. And they're like, we need to check the other ones to see. Mm-hmm. And they go to the next one at 7.40. And the next one is 7. So they go back and dig for 6. So Bianca and Debbie get at 6 o'clock. And Patrick and Susan. And Robin and Amber. And then uh, some other teams start arriving. Yes. And are digging. But the 6 o'clock is full. So. Yeah, so like left. on on the pole holding up the umbrella is are like little boards with the times painted on it, and once you find the the clue in the sand, you grab one of the little boards. Mm-hmm. So, and you've claimed that time, and you can't find another time. Yeah, after you claimed it. So Megan and Heidi, the blondes, they get there. And they just start digging at 740 before even looking. Yeah. They're like, this one's the closest. Let's yeah. just do this one. So then Ryan and Chuck get there right after, and they probably just assume that they looked. Yeah. So they dig and they get 742 without checking. Yeah. And then yeah. Ron and Kelly show up, and Bianca and Debbie are like, go to the one with the girls, the, the middle one. Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs>
1: they yeah. Because like that
0: one is the 740. And they get 740. And they walk over to the other one and say it's seven o'clock. And they're like, Okay, well, game on. Yeah. you guys. We don't trusted. trust them. <laughs> yeah. And the brothers get to the beach, so they get 7 o'clock, and they're like, wait. And they go over and look, and they see 740. They're like, what? We're really confused. Why? Yeah, they show up and like, why are all these ones gone? I guess we'll take but, seven. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> Ray and Deanna got seven. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, so the brothers got seven, Lynn and Alex, Euchenna and Joyce. And Meredith and Gretchen get a 740, even though there was still a seven o'clock left. I don't think so. They were the last ones. No, Yuchen and Joyce were. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Meredith and Gretchen probably just like went to the closest one yeah. too. And yeah, so they have to spend the night on the beach and get the flights the next day. So yeah, this first flight, like we said, Robin Amber. Susan and Patrick, Debbie and Bianca. And the 7 a.m. flight. Okay, so they're all at the airport. They're all at the Lima airport. Yeah. And the 6 a.m. flight is like getting ready to go. And then they get a notification saying the 7 a.m. flight is delayed for 45 minutes. And the second flight leaves at 740. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, ah. Yeah. And the people at 740 are like, very happy, yeah. <laughs> They're like, yay, and it makes a big difference. Like, yeah, it, it changes things mm-hmm. very much. So they, that second, the two last groups end up on the same flight. Yeah, they move all the people that were supposed to be on seven on the delayed flight to seven forty. Yeah, and when they get to Cusco, it's like eleven thousand feet altitude, mm-hmm. which is a lot. So, Cusco is in the Andes Mountain Range, and it has a population of 428,000 and 11,200 feet above sea level. It was the capital of the Inca Empire from the 13th to the 16th century, and it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site because that's where people go to go to to Machu Picchu. To go to Machu Picchu, yeah. You get to Machu Picchu, you can either take a train Mm -hmm. from Cusco or you can trek there. Yeah. (laughs) Which would be hard, but that would probably be really cool. It would be cool. And I'm sure a lot of people do it. Mm -hmm. If they have two million visitors a year, I'm sure that that trek is like well (laughs) trekked. Yeah. There's probably some sort of like ticket, maybe even like a lottery system. I don't know. Yeah. It's the seventh most populous city in Peru. And there's not a lot of information about it. I mean, there's a lot of information about Machu Picchu, but we don't go there. No. Maybe <laughs> next episode. I feel like they can't, like, be in Cusco this close and not do that. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe next episode. But all the teams are... They're, like, lightheaded, yeah. like, struggling to breathe. So I was like, how tall is 11,000 feet, really? But our hometown that we grew up in is, it is 6,000. So it's, like, twice. This. Yeah. And, like, we in Utah like people who visit utah from like california or florida, florida. Or whatever, <laughs> say that they can tell the difference of the altitude yeah. just at 6000 so mm-hmm. imagine t- twice that. that anyway so they all notice it right away i've never experienced altitude sickness so i wonder what it's like yeah i haven't either but they get out of the airport there at cusco and there's like a little stand that has a tea what is it called it was like I didn't write it down, but yeah, they like box. mate de coco. Oh, mate yeah. Mate de coca. It's like a tea that people drink to help them with the altitude sickness. Yeah. So they get a clue there right outside the airport. It says take a marked taxi 22 miles to Juan Wambatillo. But- the town of Wambatillo. And find the kiosk to get your next clue. So. So they head there. The. Cute little guy that owns the kiosk is named Felipe, mm-hmm. and he hands him their clue. And it says to take your taxi across the bridge and get to the top of the gorge. And you'll take a zip line to the other side of the gorge and another zip line down to the bottom. To your next clue. Yep. Okay. So, this first group from this first flight, they kind of all are pretty close together mm-hmm. for the rest of this trip, but. The first team to do the zip line are Debbie and Bianca, then Patrick and Susan, and Robin and Amber. When they get to the bottom of the zip line, they have a clue for a detour, and it says "rope a llama" or "rope a basket." <laughs> <laughs> so, rope a llama is you rope two llamas from a field and take them to a pen and get your clue, or use a rope. Or, you rope a basket is using a rope to tie a basket to your back and carry it with thirty-five pounds of alfalfa two-thirds of a mile to a store. To get your next clue. So, this would be a harder decision to make, I feel like. Yeah. Because we talked about, like, the animals. Because it was Phil, when he's explaining the detour, he says that the llamas don't require much strength, but the the llamas can be really stubborn. And if your animal does not want to cooperate, it could take a long time.
1: But carrying
0: the basket obviously requires, like, strength and endurance. And then some teams are mentioning, like carrying, walking two-thirds of a mile with something on your back with this altitude would be really hard. hmm That would make a big difference. Yeah. Well, that's... Debbie and Bianca are getting in a <clears> little <throat> spat because yeah. it seems like Debbie wanted to do the baskets, but Bianca's like, two-thirds of a mile in this altitude is going to be kind of hard. And so then Debbie's like, well, then let's go to the llamas. And- yeah, she's immediately very defensive and mad. Yeah. Like, very mad. And so... Bianca's yeah. like, we need to take our time. We need to be like strategic about this and think. And like all the other teams are like, llamas, baskets. Like, yeah. Just like make a decision. Well, from the time that Patrick and Susan come down from the zip line, they're still deciding. They clue. They're still deciding what to yeah. do. Yeah. It's like, so Patrick and Susan immediately choose rope llama. So Debbie and Bianca are like, let's just do the same one as them. Yeah. It took them that long to decide. Yeah. Cause it probably took like 15 minutes for them to come down yeah. on those zip lines. And then Robin Amber choose rope a basket. And now the second plane is arriving. Yeah. With all the other teams. All the teams together. <laughs> yes. So these llamas definitely are super stubborn. Yeah. And well, Debbie. It said, when it said rope a llama, you don't like rope it. You literally no, you just like <laughs> put the rope around its neck and tie it. Yeah, like I it was just, imagining like calf roping, like we yeah. are yeah. And the llamas just stand there. So the roping part is very easy. The Llamas don't go anywhere and move. It's getting them to move. Yes. Is was hard. <laughs> and they don't want to go. No. So Debbie is very, very mad at Bianca and wants to switch. Uses the R word a couple oh, of times. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm seriously so furious at you. Yeah. She's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And so Bianca's like, okay, fine. Let's go do the baskets. Yeah. And they switch. Yeah. She's very negative immediately. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. It was really weird. Like, she just got set off so easily. Yeah. We don't see everything, so. And Susan and Patrick stick to the llamas, and they seem to struggle with them. They're spinning yeah. all over them, which looks oh disgusting. Gosh, yes. <laughs> but they're sticking with it, and they're keeping their spirits high. They're like, not giving up. But Rob and Robin Amber finish first. Yeah, with the baskets. With the baskets. And the clue that they get from the little store owner says, make your way to Wombatio Police Station and ride a delivery truck to the town of Pisac. The trucks leave every 20 minutes. And then once you're in the town of Pisac, search the market for your next clue. And it says no more than three teens can ride in a delivery truck at a time. But that's not really an issue. I forgot about that part. (laughs) But yeah, I don't think we ever had any more than three try to get on one truck. So So Susan and Patrick deliver their llamas and Debbie and Bianca get their baskets delivered. They're heading to the truck that Rob and Amber are on and Susan and Patrick get on the same one. So they're Mm -hmm. tied for first place and Bianca and Debbie barely miss it. So they're kind of annoyed, frustrated with that. But they would have been on the first truck if they would have stuck with their... Yeah. First detour. So the brothers show up and they do baskets. All the other... Okay, so brothers do baskets. Alex and Lynn, the boyfriends, do basket. Meredith and Gretchen do llama. Joyce and Uchenna do llama. Chuck and Ryan, the hillbilly friends, do llama. Kelly and Ron do basket. Megan and Heidi do baskets. So it was pretty evenly split. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't really seem like there was one or the other that seemed easier. Yeah, unless you were Ron. No, not Ron. What's the Ray? Rain? And, and yeah, Deanna. I think it might be Dina. I I heard it both ways on the episode. Yeah, yeah. She's like kind of struggling. said Deanna at the pit oh stop. did he? Yeah. Anyways, she's having a hard time, and he's not being very nice to her. No. He's like, you gotta move. Let's go. Yeah. He keeps telling her, suck it up. Suck it up. And she's like choking on the rope. (laughs) I know. She's like, put it right around her neck. She's like, please, can you help me? He's like, no. I gotta carry my own basket. Yeah. Gosh. Anyways, we'll see how that relationship goes. (laughs) Well, Gretchen and Meredith, they actually do very well with the llamas. Like, their llamas seem to work very well for them. So, Meredith, he Leads both llamas from the front, and Gretchen like pushes them from that behind. That was so smart because all the other, all the other ones are just trying to pull. Yeah, so that was a really good strategy, and they did it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So the f- the next trucks going back to the market, the first one, not the first one, I guess the third one. <laughs> yeah, the first one of this last group, but the third one overall has the brothers. And, where are we at? Yeah, the brothers and the boyfriends. Lynn and Alex, yeah, and Greg and Brian. And... Then Gretchen and Meredith, since they finished the llamas pretty easily, they were on the fourth truck and they were by themselves. Ray and Deanna just missed it. Yes. And Ray was n- not happy about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in that very first truck that has Susan and Patrick and Robin Amber... They kind of form an alliance, which is annoying because Patrick was just badmouthing Rob. <laughs> but then he says, like, we want to
1: trick them.
0: Yeah, we would love to be the one that... Yeah, we want to be their demise. Yeah. He wants to, like, form an alliance and then... And then know, somehow eliminate them. <laughs> <laughs> so when they get to the market, the both of those teams are kind of, like, helping each other. Susan and Patrick find the clue and they yell for Rob and Amber to, co- like, to come over there. And they get the clue. Says travel twenty two miles to Cusco to find La Mosette, which is a three hundred and twenty five year old church, and which has the pit stop. Last team to check in will be eliminated. Yes. So then they have to take they're both both teams are looking for a taxi and heading to the church. And, and Bianca and Debbie are twenty minutes behind them on the second truck. Mm-hmm. When Gretchen and Meredith's truck is driving, it, like, stops all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah. And they – because they're really in the – they're in the back of this open – Yeah, they're just, like, standing. Truck, in... standing. And there's people in there and animals and all this – it's, like, a delivery truck full of stuff. Yeah. And so it stops and they fall. And they fall on, like, this chicken's eggs. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh, we cracked the eggs. And so they pay the local person for the eggs and they yeah. cracked, which I thought was nice. But... Yeah. I'm so sorry we broke your eggs. (laughs) Senora, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And let's see. I'm kind of just trying to see where we're at. Yeah. It's confusing. Joyce and Euchenna and Ryan and Chuck are doing the llamas kind of like right at the same time. And they will take one at a time. That's what I was going to say. I thought they were going to get one. So both teams just take one llama at a time. And you thought they were going to leave? I thought they were going to leave. I was like, no. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they were both they like, both okay, we have to go back and get another one. one. I'm like, when? Are you? Okay. But Ryan and Chuck, they, they like, grabbed the tail, like, under the tail of the llamas to get them to oh. go. And I'm like, well, we've so seen know, that a lot with know, the sheep. Yeah, about <laughs> animals. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian and Greg, the brothers, and Lynn and Alex are in the same Delivery truck. truck. And they help each other at the market. And they're in taxis to go to Cusco And... Lynn or Alex, I don't know which one, one of the boyfriends, he was like, let's go fast. Mooey, mooey, mooey. What am I saying? Very, very, very. (laughs) (laughs) so funny. What am I saying? (laughs) Very, very, very. (laughs) Mooey, mooey, (laughs) mooey. And so the last team to do the detour are Megan and Heidi, right? To do the baskets. They're the last team to get the baskets Mm -hmm. delivered. And so on the last truck has Euchenna and Joyce and Ray and Deanna. They're, no, they're not the last one. No, not the last one. But the next one. Because Ray and Deanna couldn't get on that one. Yeah, so they were just waiting. Yeah. So, Joyce and Euchenna get on that yes. same truck with them. That's what I was trying to say. And Ron and Kelly just missed that one. Yeah. And then were Ryan and Chuck on the last? Ron and Kelly, Ray and Chuck, and Megan and Heidi were on the same truck. Okay. On the last place. Track. and then megan and heidi were they're on the last truck with the three teams oh all three teams are on that last truck okay did you okay i just said that <laughs> <laughs> in three different ways <laughs> okay okay so then we go back to the first group of teams who are now in cusco running around looking for the pit stop they're in taxis Rob and Amber's taxi goes a different direction, saying it's a shortcut, gets stuck in traffic. Susan and Patrick are stuck in traffic. Um, Debbie and Bianca are like in traffic running around. Well, they're and, kind of behind too. Yeah. And so it's like Rob and Amber out and were looking. first ones to get in their taxi mm-hmm. and go. Mm-hmm. And so they're all running around and we're like, who's going to be first? And it's Debbie and Bianca. Yeah. I was very surprised. I thought it was going to be Rob and Amber. Yeah. And they win $10,000 each. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was was kind of a very interesting editing because you really didn't think they were going to be first. No. Because they were on the second truck. Yeah, so they would have been 20 minutes behind. So the two traffic jams that the first two teams got in must have really set them back. Yeah. So then team number two, Susan and Patrick, get up to the mat. They're told they're team number two, and they're very disappointed. They think they thought they were going to be number one. Yeah. Which I would, too. And the same with team number three were Robin and Amber, and they thought they were going to be number one, mm-hmm. too. I mean, they're not super disappointed, but they're just like, oh. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So then team number four are the brothers, Brian and Greg. Number five are Lynn and Alex, the boyfriends. And the other teams behind them are looking through the market for the clue. Eugenia and Joyce and Ray and Deanna were on the same truck to the market and were kind of like forming an alliance and said that they were going to help each other in the market. So Ray and Deanna found the clue and they're like calling for their name. they're, yeah, like, they're Joyce, like, Joyce, Joyce. And they didn't hear him or find them. So they just got in a taxi and left. Mm-hmm. And they, Eugenia and Joyce were like, wow, that was rude. Like, yeah. We were going to help each other and they just left us. So they're not happy about that. Yeah. But also I mean, they, they tried, way. but yeah. not really hard. <laughs> yeah. And that last truck gets to the market, and they all know that they're, like, fighting for last, which is sad because I like all three of them. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want any of them to get eliminated. Um, Ray and Chuck find the clue in the market first, then Megan and Heidi and Ron and Kelly are the last to find the clue, all getting in taxis to head to the pit stop. And I think they were probably surprised that there wasn't a roadblock, so they were like, oh, mm. this is the last thing. Like, now yeah. we're going to the pit stop. Yeah, like, a lot of these, I think, like, all the first lakes haven't had roadblocks. Yeah. I, well, actually, the one season five did have a roadblock because, oh, wait, maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe it was just, anyways, Yeah. They don't really have roadblocks on the first, but they should. Yeah. To give the teams a better chance of not being eliminated mm-hmm. first. Somebody has to, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, 22 miles is a lot of time for things to go wrong. Yeah. And it's like super intense when they're like driving into the city. Meanwhile, Gretchen and Meredith check in as team number six, and Ray and Deanna are team number seven. Joyce and Chenna, you, Chenna, are team. Eight. So it kind of comes down to the taxis because mm-hmm. Ryan and Chuck were in the first taxi and they were going and Ray and a- Chuck. Ryan. Ryan? There's Ray and Deanna. Oh yeah. So we have a Ray, a Ryan, and a Brian. And Ron. And a Ron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So of these three teams. I Ryan and Chuck were like – I'm like, please, I don't want them to get eliminated. Yeah, me too. So they were out first and I was like, okay, good. But then their taxi was just like going so slow. Yeah. So Ron and Kelly's taxi passes the girls and then passes Ryan and Chuck. And then the girls' taxi, Heidi and Megan, passes Ryan and Chuck. And I was like, dang it. And then they're like, it's going to come down to a foot race, which – They are the least in shape of... Of the three teams. The three teams, yeah. Yeah, Ron and Kelly's driver was really fast. Yeah. And Ron was like, he's going to benefit from this financially. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, so all the other teams, all three of them are out, like, running around very close together. Yeah, they're kind of getting lost. They're not quite sure... You can see all three teams in the same shot. Together, yeah. They're very close. Megan and Heidi kind of like cut off to the one side Mm -hmm. and they end up checking in as team number nine. And then the other teams that have checked in, you have seen them run under like a little archway. Yeah. And you see Ron and Kelly find the archway and Ryan and Chuck like right behind them. And I was like, oh, no, they're not going to they're not going to beat them in a foot race. Yeah, so Ron and Kelly checking as team number 10 and team number eleven are Ryan and Chuck and they are eliminated. And it's so sad because they get to the mat, Ron and Kelly get to the mat, and Phil says you're team number 10. So you know. So yeah, so they heard <clears throat> that yeah. before they got the official news and it was like seconds. Like I don't I I don't recall a first place or a first elimination being that close. Yeah. That's so sad. But I really like Ron and Kelly too. Like, yeah. Ron is nice to Kelly, and he was saying with his million dollars, if he wins a million dollars, he wants to give it to disabled vets. Mm-hmm. He said that to somebody during the late. Ray. <clears throat> so, yeah, I didn't want either of them to be eliminated. If of the three, I would have been okay with Megan and Heidi. Yeah. But they're still nice and cute. But yeah. I really liked Ryan and Chuck. And. They got eliminated. I know. I wanted to see them go a little bit further. And it was so close. Yeah, because, and, and Kelly and Ryan are standing off to the they side. They were like crying. And they were crying for them. And I don't know which one, Ryan or Chuck, but he's like, if you ain't the lead dog, the view never changes. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it's what they say back home. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, if. You're never, I don't know, you're never making your own way if you are following the pack. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah, they're, and then they do their like end interview and they're both crying. They're like these grown men who seem pretty tough, like Southern, deep South guys. I don't Mm. know. They, and they're crying and they're saying that they're just like best friends and they're always going to be best friends. And it's so sweet. Yeah. I'm very sad. And I'm like, I probably say this about way too many teams, but I'm like, bring them back for an all-star. <laughs> I know. We just need to have like an all-star season of like 50 teams yeah. and <laughs> an omega a, season. an all-star season of first elimination teams. Yeah. That would be interesting. I, well, that's actually what this Facebook post that I'm looking at on the Amazing Race Fans Facebook group, and somebody was like, they should have the, a whole season of, First eliminated teams, and some people are like, "Yeah, that's a great idea. That's good." And then some people are like, "Why would we want to watch the worst people, (laughs) and or like the least memorable? Because we obviously don't see them on our screen for very long." I feel like they make a lot of them make such an impact, even in just one. Yeah, and they just don't get a chance. Yeah. Or I liked Avi and and Joe from the last Uh season. You know, like, and then the season before that, I think they were a very strong team. But they got eliminated because they... They were too nice. Too nice. Who was it? Donnie and Erica? Yeah. They seemed very strong. I mean, at this point, I mean, Donnie and Erica are like divorced, so they probably wouldn't come on. Right. (laughs) But yeah, Avi and Joe are probably still friends. Ryan and Chuck are probably still friends. They could come back. Yeah. Well, I can't find anything. Like, I can't find them on any social media. They don't seem like social media guys. No. There's no... (laughs) yeah there's like nothing about them. There was okay, so Ryan is the bald one, okay, and he will find out in the bios he's married and has a child, but Chuck is single, okay, to Ryan's dismay is what it says in the <laughs> bios <laughs> That's funny. and I was looking like for information, and I found an article that was like eliminated, amazing race contestant looks for a soulmate or something like that. Like, I don't know. It was like a news article about him in his hometown that he's like, okay, (laughs) he's looking for a a girlfriend. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But the, on this post that somebody said they should have a last place team race. Somebody said, I would love to see Ryan and Chuck again. And then Ray from ray and deanna posted on that and he was like i was i was on the same season with them they were respected by everybody if they we all thought that if they would have made it through that first leg they would have done really well throughout the whole race yeah and then and then the person that he commented to he was like oh hi it's always good to hear from previous racers what was your favorite part ray said it's Sad to say that the race in itself is simply unrelenting stress. <laughs> you never know where you are. You can never relax and enjoy the experience, which makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, the teams who go to Sequesterville probably get to know each other pretty well. Yeah. Because they are there for a long time doing nothing. Yeah. Waiting to go to the pit stop, the <laughs> final pit stop. So. so, have you watched this season? No. So you don't know who wins? Mm-mm. I know who wins. Okay. But I can't remember who the top three is. <clears throat> so I'm trying to decide if I want to just, like, spoil it and... No. Because, no. yeah, it's, like, more fun <laughs> to not know, but also, like, because I knew what happened in season six because I had watched it recently... Like, it was nice to be able to look at information on the Facebook group and, like, see what people were talking about. Oh, spoil it for yourself? Yeah. yeah you can do that if you want. Don't spoil it for us. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. Okay, well, then I'm going to tell you what I think my predictions are. Okay, yeah. I think um, Ron and Kelly make it – okay, I'll just do my top three. Okay. Ron and Kelly – Brian and Greg, and Robin Amber. The top three. Okay, and who do you think wins? Brian and Greg. Yeah, they have they have Robin Brennan vibes, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> I could have seen Debbie and Bianca making it pretty far, but then when Bianca like or Debbie, I don't know which one, freaked out. I was like, okay, well that's not gonna work. Yeah. Lynn and Alex are super cute. I like them. So I hope they last longer. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Obviously, I like Meredith and Gretchen. So, but I don't think they make it far because we know the old people from the last season make it the farthest. Yeah. Well, they're tied with this one. With the, yeah. Was it season six or season five? Six. Oh, six. Six. Yeah. Who was it? How can we not remember already? Dawn and Mary Jean. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and they were, like, <clears throat> seventh place. Yeah, so we know their time is <laughs> limited. <laughs> but um, they still make it d- a decent yeah. amount. I I don't know. I guess I could see... Ray and Deanna, I think they're already fighting too much. Mm. Okay, that's my predictions. Okay. Well, and I think that... I hope that they stay in Peru and do something at Machu Picchu. Yeah, that'd be cool for the next leg. So, but yes. I mean, you can't I don't think you can go in it, can you? Inside Machu Picchu. No, but you can like go up around it and like look down into it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, we are probably going to watch that right now, right? And let you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Happy Season seven. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. This is The Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Amazing Rewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.